Hello, 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 everybody. Brian here for quantlabs.net. Today I'm going to talk about uh, tech, really regarding message queuing, which is really the backbone to any system, even if it's not trading or trading, whatever you want to call it. So before I get started, um, get some free books, tech books, trading secret stuff, Excel. You don't have to be a programmer to use it. Uh, stock screen as well. <clears throat> you can get that at quantlabs.net. Also, I'll be shutting down, as I've been hinting at for the last while, be shutting down the WhatsApp group. I'm just getting some scary news about Instagram and using cameras on your phone. That's on Bloomberg if you're not if you're interested, so it's time to get off of these things. So quantlabs.net slash DVD is where to go to get access to our private chat server. Plus, you get some other good stuff, uh, DVD uh, with some training for both MotoWave and Python programming to build uh, your gateway to trading bots in, as I said, in Python. So let's talk about where we've been working. Um, I've been trying to improve the messaging between for my live trading signals, regardless right now if it's crypto, uh, maybe interactive brokers have been dropping hints on as well. And um, it has to be fast. So I've gotten it down pretty quickly, down to about, uh, well, for the validation on accounts, maybe within within five to seven seconds, depending where you live. Um, and uh, up to 10 seconds, let's say, if you're on the other side of the world. So it's still, these things are still valid. Um, but I can cut those out internally for sure. So... What we're dealing with here is how do you do that? So the first one is to use open source zero MQ. That's one of the um, older ones. So look through that. I wanted to highlight here this article. Uh, these are all found on my blog, the ones I'm referring to here at quantlabs.net slash blog right there. Um, so here's what you can go to is this article here called Decent Article Series on, uh, on zero MQ with authentication from IBM. So this is where it started about two weeks ago. I found these articles. They kind of worked. And uh, basically, it has tokenization uh, for authentic authentication. It's a real pain in the ass to set up and manage for new people that sign up. So I went forward with it. I got to the point of where it just was not updating the message. So forget whatever it was. I just decided to, to, to move on. So then I started looking at, luckily I got a Redis 6 put on my web uh, server and uh, it's a it's a cloud-based account, whatever that means. And uh, this new Redis 6, its major feature is ACL message queue alternative to 0MQ. It's fast. I use it as a database and I would use the message queuing capability as well for an internal database. So if you go to this article again, quantlabs.net slash blog, uh, if you go to this article here, Redis 6 ACL message queue alternative. So that's access controlless. So what you're doing is you are able to set up accounts in Redis and then give access to whatever tables and whatever else uh, you want to make available to particular users in Redis. It's quite a good database. I love it. It's apparently the number one database out there for cloud. Uh, and um, it's true open source. Okay. So there's that. Um, 
the challenge here is 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 my web hosting company decide, uh, said that it, it just it can be high risk if it's public facing. So behind firewalls, it's fine. Probably your best choice, most flexible as well. But once it goes public facing, it can people can easily hack into it. There's no doubt about it. Um, the security is kind of okay, but it wouldn't be my top pick. Um, you want to go for something more bulletproof. You want to have as much as you can behind a firewall. So there's that. Uh, next up came uh, Redis versus uh, Zero MQ. Now, I could have talked and added up bigger bigger solutions like Kafka or RabbitMQ, but because my web hosting provider, which I want to keep everything on, instead of jumping around from cloud to cloud, um, I do have AWS and I kind of don't like it. It's too expensive. The worst thing, I just don't like Amazon anymore for their billing uh, and whatever else on Solar Central. They're just an atrocious company and just treat people like crap. Um, so we had that, and uh, I was limited in what I could install on my Redis 6, uh, on my provider, was Redis 6 and Zero MQ. That's all I had. Kafka I could have probably installed. That looked pretty expensive if I went elsewhere. And uh, RabbitMQ was just something that is kind of over-engineered. So that's where we're at. Um, and I uh, just wanted to highlight that as well. I just want to make sure I've got everything mentioned here. So as I said, <clears throat> right now there's some chatter on my WhatsApp group about that. But um, I've taken away the links because, as I said, I'm going to shut down that group fairly soon because of just... Um, you know, I, I put up an article on this already regarding um, the level of people. Uh, and uh, what I'm finding is the spamming on WhatsApp can be out of control. And I've done the Telegram as well. So as a result, and now the tracking is getting really out of hand with YouTube, with all these lawsuits and Facebook and whatnot. I'm trying to stay away from a lot of this stuff as possible now. So I'm testing out these videos and number of views just to see how it compares against other alternative platforms. So the ch private chat server I've had for a very long time and I am uh, keeping that private, but if you want to get access to it, um, all you got to do is just come over to this thing here. Uh, as I said, quantlabs.net slash DVD. Okay. And that will get you access, as I said, and you'll get some uh, training videos on MotorWave and Python show you how, which direction you want to go. And, and the MotorWave is really geared towards uh, traders and less programming. Back to our uh, story here. So what we have now is just in one day, I've been playing with it around a lot. And I have to talk about Python as a whole. There's a question about why am I not using signaling for MotorWave. Uh, MotorWave, as I said, has a limitation. If I have an external process and I and, and I do screening and I want it that 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 process to open up, I don't know, IBM or Oracle or whatever, and not have to manually open it and 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 open that chart externally. From outside of MotorWave, the problem is 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 that limitation does not exist. I have to manually open Oracle or IBM or whatever 
And then, then from there, I can apply my strategies and studies that are built within MotorWave. That is the biggest and last challenge that I've seen with MotorWave. And um, other than that, that's why I'm, I'm more been lately more focused on Python because of that. But if, for example, if you're like using my a Kraken bot that I've got just to focus on, let's say three coins, namely, let's say Ethereum, Bitcoin, and I don't know. XRP or whatever else that looks good long term, Litecoin maybe. Um, yeah, MotorWave will work because you're only watching three assets, three instruments. But if you're doing something like screening, as I said, that that limitation, that challenge with MotorWave is 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 not gonna work. So MotorWave is really good from an automation standpoint to be able to um, use it for. Uh, fixed number of instruments but if you're trying to use a variety of them a set today and then another set tomorrow and you don't know what they'll be tomorrow because you don't you won't know because you're not able to uh, automatically open charts so you can start to apply studies and strategies to those so that's the issue with motive wave right now um so we're all these challenges I've talked about with both uh, Redis and um, uh, Zero MQ, or even as I said with Kafka or the other one, the Rabbit MQ. Um, what I'm finding is that uh, the one that worked out really well, very lightweight, open free, as well. It's Python, so they have uh, the capabilities to, to uh, use Flask or or um, can't remember the other one for for web development um, and it's really well designed so flask is really designed for endpoints so if you're going to get into API development uh, endpoints are really good so flat that's where flask really shines so what I could do behind my firewall have my scripts generate um, JSON files or JSON objects and and give the um, Flask scripts written in Python get access to those mm -hmm. and then post all those um, JSON objects into my endpoints um, on my server. So that way they are made available through my web server mm -hmm. and it's just a guest get in the post like using classic uh, HTTP, which is the most primitive uh, protocol out there and the fastest and the most lightweight. So that's what I've done, um, and on top of that, uh, the other concern obviously is I could easily use what I love about uh, Python. Sorry, um, ZeroMQ is its pub/sub design pattern, and um, I can send out a notification via that pattern in ZeroMQ. My trading scripts will get that notification, and then it will look up the the appropriate uh, latest JSON file on my server and then feed that into the trading script as data um, and be able to uh, decide if it's going to trade or not for my customers. So that's what I've designed. The challenge there also is, is paying customers versus um, leeches basically or hackers, whatever you want to call them. There are those that will try to leech off of these endpoints that are made available but I've put a stop to that. So as my customers are now moving up and, and paying quite a bit of money, um, want to know that there's a security plus 
you know, that, that only they get it. So I've got a really neat little way of being able to, when, when, when the trading script puts the request up for the JSON file or JSON object, what it does is you have to supply your email of, my, of the client, of the customer, and then it will validate if that customer has access to that JSON file. And if it does, then it will return the, um, the JSON object. And it takes about, uh, about five seconds. There might be better implementations I can use to make it even faster, like pretty instant. That's what I'm going to go with right now because it's a very low volume. But uh, for now, that's what I'm going with, and it works pretty good. But I'll have another newer implementation. Who knows when, in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, I don't know. But I've already gotten ideas how to get around that challenge as well. So I just want to update people on where things are at. I've got things working now, just tying everything together in a trading script code. So I'll put that all up on my social media as well. Okay, so I just want to let people know about that. Thanks for watching, and uh, we shall uh, talk to you later.